Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, providing culturally competent care, meeting the LCSS needs of duly eligible beneficiaries. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on April 12, 2018. In this podcast, Gabriel Uribe, Independent Living and Diversity Services Manager at Inland Empire Health Plan, discusses culturally competent LTSS for people with disabilities from diverse backgrounds. My name is Gabriel Uribe, and I'm the Independent Living and Diversity Services Manager at IEHP. Uh, and I'll quickly cover a little bit of our uh, cultural uh, uh, appropriateness on our LTSS programs, primarily our, our long-term service and supports programs that are focused on serving people in uh, the community uh, who have disabilities or have diverse backgrounds. Um, IHP is a, uh, quickly on that, uh, IHP is a not-for-profit uh, public health plan uh, that provides uh, Medicaid and Medicare services to residents of the Inland Empire. Uh, we serve about 1.2 million members of whom uh, 25,000, a little bit over 25,000, have um, the Financial Alignment Demonstration Program, which in California we call CalMedi Connect, which is basically uh, for duly eligibles. And about 48,000 members uh, currently utilize long-term services and support. Uh, Next slide. So as I mentioned, I will be speaking to the long-term services and supports that are uh, out in the community. Um, we have, uh, we will cover three of them uh, and how we provide uh, culturally appropriate services. Um, two of those are county-run programs and one of them is directly provided by us, the health plan. However, we do have a long-term services and support unit um, that engages the county services and, and navigates uh, with members um, through the connection of the in-home support services, which is a, uh, a program where members can hire a care- caregiver to help with cooking meals and cleaning, uh, personal care, laundry, and housekeeping. The multi-service, uh, multi-purpose senior services program that is available to seniors ages 65 and above um, who are eligible to be in a skilled nursing facility or higher level of care and uh, who can receive case management at home, uh, receive uh, uh, funding for home modifications so that the person can remain in their home uh, for as long as possible. And thirdly, the community-based adult uh, services in California, which is uh, also known as adult day health care centers in other areas that provide intermittent nursing and ongoing monitoring and social services for um, seniors and persons with disabilities. Uh, next slide. So the IEHP LTSS team was formed to address um, member needs uh, in terms of communication between the health plan and the county services that are uh, delivered by those entities. Um, at IEHP, all departments um, can provide referrals to our LTSS team, and we train those departments to listen for key words when they're working with our members. So here I have a few examples of some of those uh, things that a member may say. For example, if a member calls us and says, hey, I take so many pills and I often forget to take them. I tend to forget many things lately. The small print on the bottles don't help either. And my son helps me to sort them out sometimes. Um, Or sometimes we'll hear something like, it is hard to find help taking care of my mom because she only speaks Mandarin and no one else at home does. And I can't be home all the the time. Um, So in those two uh, sentences, what we could do is uh, as a person in our team, regardless of whether they're part of our long-term services and support, support team, if there were maybe care management or maybe our member services team. Uh, when we hear something like that, um, team members will provide a referral to our LTSS team and recommend that this uh, individual 
uh, receive long-term services and supports, and maybe also uh, receives wraparound services um, that the health plan may provide. For example, the, the comment about small print on bottles. Um, maybe we can provide assistance with alternate formats for that individual who, who is taking that medication. Um, so all staff who, um, who have member contact are trained on in-house in cultural and linguistics competency, disability sensitivity, and we utilize materials from the industry collaborative uh, that cover topics on the LGBT experience, uh, uh, immigrant experience, and also uh, the refugee experience. Uh, next slide, please. So when we, uh, when our LTSS unit works uh, with our members, we assess uh, for a couple of things. And we're looking for um, things that are uh, primarily related um, to the services themselves. However, we look at different areas. So we look at the social, the cultural, and the linguistics. In the social, we look for opportunities uh, for peer and staff engagement um, to uh, ensure that there is a cultural community connection for the individual. And I'll give a couple of examples as we go into each of the, uh, the programs that uh, are part of our LTSS groups. Uh, next slide, please. So we help connect um, uh, members to culturally competent IHSS providers. And this is the service that provides in-home services. Um, while a lot of members may have a family member or a friend that can provide a service to them, uh, there are a few cases where members are not, uh, don't have a, a network of friends or family members who can assist them in being a caregiver. Um, and in that, in that case, uh, we do work with our counties who have a, a uh, they're called a public authority, and they basically have a list of individuals who can work um, as a caregiver uh, for our members. Um, and while we don't have the information to identify um, uh, all culturally competent uh, or, or culturally competent or suitable candidate, there are ways that uh, we can work with the member and also uh, the counties to identify somebody who is uh, able to provide uh, culturally appropriate care for um, the member. Um, so IHP works with the member or their family. We, we coach. Um, and we also coach um, uh, the IHSS uh, uh, team um, in the county level to, to find that, that connection. Uh, next slide, please. So um, in terms of uh, some of the wraparound services, uh, IHP also has a unit. Uh, it's the Independent Living and Diversity Services Unit. Um, and it's designed to refer members to resources and community services through a network of over 500 community-based organizations um, that provide uh, assisting, uh, assistance to uh, support groups, um, basic needs, uh, things like food pantry, uh, education and support services, and assistive technology. Uh, we also coordinate um, language assistance services uh, and alternate formats for um, not only the members who are receiving LTSS, but all members of, of IEHP. Uh, next slide, please. Um, so meeting the needs of, of our CBAS members, um, there is an interview process for individuals who are going into adult uh, day health care. And during the assessment and interview um, of the, the, the caregiver or the, the member, um, we identify those social and linguistic cultural needs and preferences. Um, there has been instances where members have uh, told us that you know, they really would like to go uh, to a place that's really close by to them, um, a center that's close by to them. And we offer them the ability to go and check it out, go see what's going on in that center. And many times, um, members have come back and said, hey, do you, know, do you have other options? And 
um, we say yes. What are you, you know, again, kind of what are you looking for? Uh, what what are the, the the things that you you would like to see in a center? And a lot of times the the information that we get back is in relation to language. Um, I want to make sure that I'm able to speak to other people in the center, or that uh, my son or my daughter or my or my parent is able to communicate with others. I want to make sure that the food um, is appropriate um, for for my loved one. Um, so we have a roster of all the organizations that provide adult uh, day health care, and uh, we we kind of work with the team, with the member um, to let them know what some of those. Uh, you know, answer those questions as best as possible so that we can direct them to a center that, that supports their needs. Uh, next slide, please. So I do have a, a case study um, about Mary. Um, and Mary came to us, uh, she's a 55-year-old uh, female who presented to us with cancer reoccurrence who had recently moved to California. And uh, she was seeking services uh, with IHP and she wanted to establish care. Um, during the, that process, we identified that she um, had a vegetarian diet and uh, opted to uh, treat the cancer through a naturopathic approach. Um, she also let us know that uh, she observed a day out of the week as her Sabbath and requested that any in-home support services that, that we provided um, on that Sabbath day um, would be from a non-paid uh, caregiver for that day. Um, during the screening, uh, or when we screened um, for IHSS, um, she was a, a candidate that was likely going to be receiving those services because of her condition, and uh, we, would, we knew that we would have to work as an interdisciplinary care team um, to provide wraparound services. On the next slide, we'll see kind of some of the things that, that came to be. So working together in the different departments, um, the Long-Term Services and Support Unit, uh, shared the members' wishes with the County uh, In-Home Support Services Division and the public authority, and uh, we communicated, um, you know, her cultural needs. Internally, uh, the Independent Living and Diversity Services team in, in the health plan also um, began linking the member to community-based resources. We were able to um, connect her with a faith community, um, the faith community that she identified with, and we worked with her to post an ad on uh, the church bulletin, one of the church's bulletins, um, seeking for a caregiver who was experienced in preparing uh, vegetarian food and understood her uh, needs around her, her Sabbath day. Um, so we were uh, able to connect her with, with that group. Um, she did post an ad and successfully um, uh, identified a caregiver. Our care management team um, helped the team member also establish primary care uh, with a provider at a medical group that was affiliated with the member's faith. So um, part of the reason that the member had um, moved to this area was because she, she knew that there was a, a large um, uh, group of people who ascribed to her um, faith denomination. So it was pretty easy to connect her to those resources as well. And um, we did have uh, already some inroads there uh, to make that connection uh, happen. Um, so uh, if we go to the next slide. Um, once uh, she was connected, um, you know, we, we heard feedback from her provider and we knew that the provider understood her approach. She, he did provide information as far as, you know, what the naturopathic approach would be like and working with them. Um, the member was connected to her faith community, as I mentioned, and our team, uh, our care management team continued to work directly with the member to ensure that uh, she was receiving the appropriate supports needed. That's all for my slides. Thank you. Thank you for listening. 
This podcast is presented by the Lewin Group and is supported through the Medicare-Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to helping beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes the full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated, coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations in care models. To learn more about our current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care.